Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a walk with a guest to take a little wander into their life. This week, I'm stomping with Anna Richardson. Anna is an author, trained cognitive hypnotherapist, and TV presenter, who you'll recognize from shows like Naked Attraction and Naked Education that I was part of. Anna is a true professional, and I loved working alongside her on Naked Education, so I'm really excited to be stomping with her today. Now, before we get started with the episode, I've got some really exciting news. If you've listened to the Stompcast for some time now, you'll know that I travel around the country meeting my guests and going for long and winding walks. But there's so much more than just the episode you hear. So, do you fancy getting some behind the scenes access? If so, it's your lucky day, because I've launched my exclusive episode called Behind the Stomp, BTS, giving you an extra segment each week. If you become part of the BTS crew, you'll get an exclusive episode every Monday where myself and the team discuss what happened on our stomp that week. That's the stuff that didn't make the cut, uh, the kind of chaos that you can imagine traveling around the country or the stories that we've just experienced uh, along the way. I'll also be answering uh, your questions, sharing my thoughts and wellness advice, and I'm sure there'll be also some outtakes too. I always have such a good time on our shoots, but one thing you don't hear is the time and investment that goes into producing the Stompcast. It's why most podcasters like me run ads and sponsorships. So effectively, by joining this new community, you'll be ensuring that we're here to stay. To be part of my core stomping crew and to get a secret extra episode, head over to Apple Podcasts. It's less than one pound a week and you'll be first to know of any exclusive news and updates on which guests are coming up and what's going on in my world. So by subscribing for $3.99 per month or $44.99 per year, it's a great way to help. And as ever, thank you so much for listening. Well, Anna, welcome to the Stompcast. I think the first time I actually, I think I, I mentioned it to you when we were doing the press shoot shots. We weren't being shot. Yes, for Naked Education, for yes. Naked Education. You kindly agreed to come on a stomp with me and we're here and actually do you know what I was kind of moaning a bit about the weather I keep saying this in the stomp cast I'm supposed to be this all-weather stomper and I do whinge sometimes when it's constantly cloudy but there's some sunshine shining through here we trees. are I mean we've manifested 10 minutes into into our meet and greet and saying hi some beautiful weather I might have to Alex, take my uh, might have to undo my buttons here are you are, are you getting off. naked already no, so we're I like think, three uh, minutes <laughs> into the stomp cast it's got its top off everyone <laughs> exactly. literally trousers exactly. are coming off oh my god exactly. the pants are off and the, oh my god imagine good job it's not a Good job we don't actually film the uh, stuff <laughs> There's photos at the end. Who knows what they might be like. So we did, on that press day, we were doing the shots and we actually did like these semi-naked shots, didn't we? Yeah. For the, uh, the, the shoot and for uh, Naked Education. Yeah. That feels ages ago now. It, when was it? Was it last? It must have been... It was last summer, wasn't the it? The end of last summer, yeah. God, so we're talking oh a good nine gosh. months ago. That's so long, isn't it? It feels very recent though, doesn't it? Does. it? It does. Well, I think, I guess because it's all, because the series has come out, that kind yes. of brings it all 
back, and it, I guess for, for, for context people, so Naked Education's Channel 4 show, so we filmed and created a show to try and tackle body image issues, eating disorders, body dysmorphia, and also I guess teach people that we are more than our skin. That was, that's basically an oddly, yeah. and ironically, the premise of the show, even though perhaps on the face of it we're talking about nakedness, yeah. it's not really about the nakedness at all, is it? It's about no. learning what's behind that and perhaps loving ourselves a bit more. And it's, it's about acceptance. It's about basically everything's normal. It doesn't matter what, what size or shape you are. Um, we've only got one body, so it's about learning to accept and embrace our bodies and to not compare, I suppose, as much as possible with social media, isn't it? To sort of say, look, this is what I look like. I've only got one bod. Yeah. Let's take care of it. Let's try and embrace it as much as possible. So you're quite right. It was um, an educational joyful show really naked education yeah. well i mean it was you know it, it was your it was your baby and yinka and i joined to do i guess the classroom element so we yes. have teenagers who uh, we talked about like different issues with from like things like plastic surgery um to like male body image female body image try to bring up some of the things that perhaps are misconceptions that they've been heard or they've seen in the media or particularly they've seen on social media and then we have people come and share their stories and it was it was so powerful, actually, and I loved, um, I particularly loved when we had um, the older adults, so some of the elderly people come in and talk yeah. about, like, do you know what, I've lived my whole life, I've seen ageing and I've aged, but actually you learn to love so much more about what your body allows you to do yeah. than saying, oh, I've got this imperfection and that imperfection. It's like, I love the fact that it's allowed me to do things. And also, crucially, I think um, we just need to let the audience know that in your section in particular, when you were chatting to people and talking to the teenagers, you were also using live, naked yeah. models. Yeah. And then that's what caused yeah, an well, insane I mean, controversy, didn't it? Yeah, well, I think people... Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because almost without failure, the people that watched the show got it and understood it. But if you just hear naked educations, teenager, teenagers and naked adults, like, so, for, well... I mean, it's not exactly what I was perhaps jumped to the conclusion to, but there were people who jumped to the conclusion that perhaps there was that shouldn't be happening or what was going on there. But actually, if you watched it, it made absolute and perfect sense. And also, bear in mind, these were teenagers who are able to consent with parental permission. Then the levels of steps that have gone through for them to be there. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we've done this at a random school it was obviously well thought out well planned that this was appropriate for these young adults and so on and I mean I say I mean one of the things that I think uh, is worth remembering is that the average age that a child first sees porn is around 11 to 12 yeah. years old yeah okay and bear in mind this is not sexualized nakedness we're actually talking about anatomy and physiology yes we're talking about the biology of the human body here we were not in any way sexualizing this it was very much actually the opposite of of that and so you know we can pretend that bodies don't exist. We can pretend that sex isn't a thing and that relationship conversations, we can pretend those things don't happen or shouldn't happen, but then these are all going to be adults of the future. Uh, and we know at the moment that what we're doing, the status quo, isn't working because eating disorders are on the rise, self-harm is on the rise. Absolutely. Suicide uh, at young ages is on the rise. Uh, children are more anxious than they've ever been. Yeah, yeah. They hate their bodies more than they ever yeah. have. So if we carry on as we are... All we're doing is we're allowing more damage to be done to our young people. So I was proud of what we did, to be honest. I, I was hugely proud of the series. And I'm, one thing to say, I don't know if, you, if you're aware of this, but a few years ago, I did several 
uh, seasons of a show called The Sex Education yes, Show. Yes, you did, yeah. For Channel 4, which yeah. was effectively doing exactly yeah, that strand. Yeah. And at the time, we didn't have any kind of... I mean, we had maybe a little bit of kickback in a couple of the papers yeah. going, oh, you know, this is on the nose. Yeah. Sex education for teenagers. But overwhelmingly, the response we had was very, yeah. very positive because, as you say, we've got the rise of mental health disorders. Also, I think we've still got probably one of the highest rates of teen pregnancy in the Western world, in the UK. So, you know, th this, is, this is important education. Yet, when we did Naked Education, and particularly with your strand, mm. uh, which was very similar to sex education, the levels of abuse mm. that we all got online mm. was unprecedented. Now, yeah. I'm really interested in what's changed in the last 15 years. Yeah. And I have never received online abuse mm. particularly. Mm. So I was really taken aback yeah. by what happened off the back of Naked Education. Um, I'm a pretty robust person, but I was, I was really, really shocked mm. by what people I think, were saying. Uh, I, I, um, I always think that you often hear from the noisy minority. And I think, you know, if you look at it from this perspective, I, I just didn't see much said by people who'd actually watched the show. Yeah. And so with a science brain or like, I guess a doctor's brain, we look at things, evaluate evidence, we evaluate studies. Yes. And we come to conclusions having weighed up all the different parts of that evidence. And I just don't per perhaps, I don't know if you haven't actually watched it, how do you know what it's about? Um, and so but anyway, I mean, I, I, but I think, you know, it's very important. It's easy to kind of focus on that side of it. I think the overwhelming, I mean, the number of messages I had that were positive. Yeah. And actually, if you noticed, there was a lot of press that kind of, after the initial kind of kickback that came out and said, actually, you know, from a lot of the very good papers who said, actually, this is a brilliant show. Yes. And what they're doing is really important. And actually, to me, most important of all, the teachers, the parents. Yes. Those with young children, those with younger adults, they're the ones who came out and said, actually, but this is really important. It is, and, 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 you know, look, let's qualify all of this by saying it is a great series. We yeah. know that. The press was overwhelmingly positive. Uh, as you say, people that have watched it, parents and teachers, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly positive. And yet, it's that small minority... Yeah that got through on social media, that vile, vile Well, that's why I deleted vitriol. Twitter years ago. I deleted Twitter four years ago. Did you? Well, for the reason that I just think, I don't think it's actually a village courtyard. It's no. the idea, the premise of the Twitter, that it's a village courtyard. If you ask most people, most people in my life who, around me and people that I know, my parents know, my friends' friends, they are not on Twitter. Yeah. And though most of them were like, we've watched it, it's a brilliant show. There are certain extremes that spend their time on Twitter. That's my general opinion. I could be wrong, but I don't think the average person with an average view and a balanced view is probably spending that much time on Twitter. I could be wrong. And I'm not saying everyone on Twitter has well, an extreme view, but there's a lot of people who are very angry, and particularly the angry yes. people who I don't think have that balance. Obviously, there's loads of people with balanced views, but when you look at the, and I'm talking about the, angry side of Twitter, usually yeah. they're extreme sides. Well, yes, absolutely, but we still have to deal with it, don't mm. we? And even if you just take us out of the equation mm. and we're talking about, you know, ordinary people on, on I say ordinary people, you know, people without uh, forward-facing yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. jobs that are also getting That abuse. was the bit that I was disappointed about because for me, I'm like, look, listen, I, I am very comfortable in who I am, what I'm trying to achieve and what I believe the show 
was doing and achieving. The thing that I was disappointed about is that there's people that were brave enough to share their stories yeah. and who were actually sharing mostly stories about their experiences in life, let alone their own bodies, uh, and were getting flack for it. Yeah. I mean, that just, to me, made no sense whatsoever. And again, anyone who watched it saw how amazingly brave these people were and actually did the opposite and really respected those people. Well, it, it, 100%, but don't you think it's got worse? So my question is, mm. as I said earlier, I've never really had online abuse. Mm. I've never experienced yeah. this level of anger. And now there is a palpable anger and people think it's okay to attack. What do you think's going on? Um, I, I think, I, I honestly believe that it's, it's actually amplifying a minority of people. I don't think what you're describing is the minority. I think most people don't share that held view. You think it's not the majority? No, I think 95% I think, I think of people who would sit and watch that show and understand what the show is about wouldn't come to the conclusions of the extreme vitriol. That's, that I don't think they represent, and that's the way I see it, that but there's if, always if we, percentage if we take, like it. Let's take naked education out of yeah. it and let's just look at social media anyway and the whole. Do you not get that sense that there's real toxicity out there yes, at the moment? but in certain places particularly, and I honestly think that the places where... I, I honestly think that like Twitter is just... It's just a, a ground whereby people come just to get very angry and bent. You know, it's that, if you go back to the Newtons, I talk, talk about this quite a bit. It helps me, I, I personally it helps me understand perhaps why people behave certain ways. You know, um, the third law of, Newton's third law of uh, opposite and equal reaction. So yes. whatever energy you put out, you're going to receive the same. And I think that's true the other way around as well. So if people are hateful internally they will externally hate oh, because that's how it works and I don't think it really matters a lot of the time what they're attaching it to because if you were someone that genuinely cared about a topic say you were actually really genuinely worried about the show yeah. and what it was doing would you not sit down as an adult watch the show and really establish the facts yes. to know what you're talking about to be able to really really explain why you think it's so wrong Yes. but the people that were getting really angry about it didn't bother to watch it I see. So you're saying the chaos inside has to then be well, externalised. I mean, people are angry about certain things. They're going to be angry. I think angry people are angry. Yeah, yeah. Angry people are angry. And, and I think, yet I think it's getting worse. I think we that, have that's to, what I've noticed. I think we have to think about... I think in general, when we're talking about like how... If we talk about the propagation of things online, talk about this very broadly, that places like Twitter allow for reactions very quick, instantaneous, almost react without thinking type things and in the past perhaps other platforms were a little bit slower and you perhaps would take even a millisecond longer before retweeting or commenting on something and I think that's part of it as well is that kind of feeling you can just kind of say anything immediately and that's just fine. Well also but I would take it broad, more broad which is I just think in our culture and society at the moment there is absolutely no accountability for your actions. So I yeah. think it goes wider than social media. Mm. I think there's a real sense of I can do and say whatever I want because I'm angry and no one's going mm. to uh, confront me yeah. over that or hold me accountable. Yeah. So I think, I think we're, we're living in quite but a... But how do you fight that? And you fight that with love and acceptance and putting out the right energy because you'll always bring that kind of... Again, okay, if I take this example, so on my Instagram, I generally, I put out, hopefully me being quite realistic, positive. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, some people might not like that or disagree with things, but in general, you set up a stall and whatever you sell on that stall uh, or, you know, whatever fruits or vegetables you have is what people will come. If people want apples, they'll come to you for apples if you yes. want apples. And so 
I do believe the way to combat that is actually creating a positive space around you, and then everything else will. Of follow course, on from well, that. it's about leading by example. And also isn't ignoring. It? I mean, like you know, it's like we're doing a good thing. Think of all the kids we've helped. Um, you know, let's just you know. I think if people are being abusive, then it has to be reported. I do agree that these sites should be doing more. I think the police should probably do more. People being abusive and so on. But I, we don't, basically... I don't think they're able to. I mean, look. I mean, look. Yeah, I, th- th- I... This this can become political, can't it? Hmm. Um, which obviously, I don't want to go sort of too deeply into. But if if you look at what's going on at the very top of our society and leadership, the lying, the lack of accountability, uh, just wayward leadership, really then I think people feel very disenfranchised and angry. So, but you're right, we, can, we should be leading by example and showing a lot more positivity, I think. I and, think, and, uh, and I think, you know, if we go back to why we did the show, it was about showing bodies and human beings in a positive way and educating off the back of that. Yeah. And I think the way you teach against hatred is you, you share love and you be positive. And yes. I think, you know, People that are angry will go and be angry about something else. Yeah, true. They'll go somewhere else and be angry, won't um, they? And what I do, Series 2, I'd absolutely do Series 2 because I think what we did is fantastic. I think it's been really helpful. And I think in years to come, I think, ask this question, in 10, 15 years' time, would there be a negative reaction? I think society will have moved on so far by that point that it would just be like, oh, no, it's just normal things to uh, Exactly. About. Yeah, you've made me think about this because I could equally throw that question back out there and say, I did this 15 mm. years ago. Yes, and it was far more acceptable then yeah. than it has been now. So I dread to think in 15 years' time if we did it again. Yeah, I, I just can't predict where society... I, I wonder, you, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, there's a lot of other things that are going on in the world and conversations that are happening in the world right now, which I think probably have played into this. And it's just like, it's a separate whole, I think, conversation to it. But I think people are angry about this conversation, I think, in a much broader sense, and I think this has been dragged into other conversations, if that makes any sense without saying A hundred percent. I mean, totally. My feeling is is that we are in a binary society at the moment, aren't we? Mm. You're in or you're out. You're, you're either good or, or bad. Against. You're good or you're, you're bad. You're either good or bad, and that is where the Twitter issue is. Yes. I'm sorry to go back and then, but it's true. It's like, there is a point of consideration, are you for or against? There doesn't seem to be an allowance of grey, and the thing about life is that it isn't black or white is it it is an unbelievable number of different variations of gray and it's the same point of like the other thing is that to really to take that even further you're either a good or a bad person these days mm. and in reality most people aren't either binary good or bad no one is good we're or, human we, there are people that are genuinely like you have one person oh my god okay fine they are the most good person in the world and there are obviously genuinely really bad people but you're talking about the fringes of society the average person is good or reasonable or in between or you know they do good things in life or they go through good periods of their life and something happens and maybe they, they react badly and they're not doing such good things most people are not just simply entirely bad or entirely good we're human beings we're complex human beings. And also, I mean, talking about mental health and how to express yourself, I suppose, well mm. and how to be a happier person, it is perfectly possible to have two conflicting opinions, isn't it? Mm. And to then take the middle way. So I think maybe this is what we're saying. We, we've got to learn the art again of being able to disagree agreeably or being able to change your mind or being able to have two uh, conflicting opinions that you can hold in each hand and, and go respect each other and respect it, and then go. Actually, I'm going to take I'm going to take a midway here, yeah. rather than such a extreme pole position on everything. And I think we're losing 
that art at the moment in our society. It is so extreme that you're for or you're good or you're bad, you're cancelled because you've said the wrong thing, rather than having uh, an interesting, reasonable debate, uh, looking at everything and then taking a calmer middle way or just mm. agreeing to disagree in a respectful way. Yeah. I'm actually loving uh, this chat, Anna. It's clear we're pretty passionate about this. We're going to take a pause at the end of part one and we're going to continue with this in part two. See you all very soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.